What do you want? Screaming queens. Listen, I am two seconds away from calling the police. Screaming Queens Horror Podcast. What do you want? Screaming Queens Horror Podcast to your death. Something is trying to get inside my body, and you want to sleep with me. Better give me those shoes, they're mine. Give them back to me. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, sniffing jock straps? It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Rubs the lotion on its skin or else gets the hose again. What have you done to its eyes? I see no manhood between your legs. You're going to need death now. <laughs> the living dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Get away from her, you bitch. It was an asylum. And it was hell. 20 years of pure hell. The devil wins sometimes. What's that? Gods and monsters. Welcome to Screaming Queens, the horror podcast with the queer review. You've joined us and Stephen's already laughing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, it's a good time, don't apologise for that. Um, my name's uh, Jonathan Larkin. I'm Martin Fennity. Stephen Moore. Uh, Jonathan Butler. And um, you join us tonight. We are now conjoined like the evil twin of um, Britpod scene. They're a collective of entertainment-focused podcasts um, and they support independent British podcasts and they're really cool. I think if anything, we'd, be, we'd probably be considered like a, an internal twin. <laughs> <laughs> internal twin. I'll be like a mole with teeth. <laughs> <laughs> a hairless mole with teeth. Oh. Hairless pink mole with teeth Blind. and a heartbeat. That's what we are to British <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, British Potting, thank you for having us. Um, you haven't um, got a choice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you have no choice unless we are cut out of you <laughs> in some basement somewhere with no anaesthetic and yeah. no disinfectant. <laughs> Using a rusty coat hanger <laughs> <laughs> or butter knife. So the last time we podcasted, we were sitting here thinking about things that we could do. Can you use that, you use that word, podcasters? Can you podcast? Podcasted. Podcast. Last oh, time. I did in a text earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't know that it is a real word. Podcasted. Okay. Right? <laughs> I just wasn't sure at all. Um, would you like to look it up? No, no, I'm fine. Okay. Oh, correction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast police. Um, <laughs> Last time we we um, we podcast, Ted, <laughs> we, uh, we were thinking of uh, some like little things that we could do because our last couple of podcasts were quite heavy. We were talking about pedophilia and stuff. <laughs> we so we decided that we would look at uh, one thing that we haven't really looked at as a as a thing as a theme was sequels, and it was Stephen's your idea, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so why did you think sequels were a good idea? I just think that especially in horror, sequels always kind of get the bad end of the stick everyone always likes to hate on them and say how they are the worst thing I think yeah a lot of them are absolutely dire but I mm. think you get some of the more fun films yeah our sequels I think not necessarily the better mm. although some are but I think you just get more fun and interesting films yeah yeah um, um, it was funny because we settled on three films and they were all the third in each film's franchise which I thought was really funny and also we thought it was a nice time because Come Christmas, that it'll be our third year on air, which is really cool. So, so scary. It's scary. It is scary. I don't, know the, I don't know where the time's gone. But it's all good. We're, we're very happy about that. So we uh, thought we would look at three different films. And the first one up, we're going to talk about um, Paranormal Activity 3. And I can't remember who was that. Was it my idea? Yes, it was. Was it my idea? Yeah. Came up recently, didn't it? Because of something else we watched. That's right, yeah. So, if you have been to see Hereditary, you might be familiar with the mythology and the premise behind a lot of Paranormal Activity 3. Alright, here we go. Hey, ladies. Hi. Hey. Oh, it's Katie. Woo-hoo-hoo. Katie. Wait, wave hi to the camera, Katie. Hey, Christy, you want to say hi? Come on, give, a, give, give us a wave here, Christy. <laughs> Whatever happened to us when we were little, I don't remember anything. Whatever it was, it thrived on fear. 
more we paid attention to it, the worse it got. Okay, I think it's on. Remember the rules? Yes. Say Bloody Mary three times. Okay, we're gonna turn off lights. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. So basically, some looking back at the paranormal activities, so they started in 2009, so it's like nearly 10 years ago. Already. So Blair Witch kind of reinvigorated, decided to start at the found footage movement, but we all know better because we're really smug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust was the, was the first one. Or oh, did we think there was another one? I think there was more before that. But yeah, it's I wouldn't be able to name them for it. Yeah. We're not that smug, clearly. <laughs> so after the Blair Witch was a big hit, there was a little burst of activity around the found footage sort of genre. And then towards the end of the noughties, it was starting to, be, it was starting to wane again. And then in 2009, Paranormal Activity came out. They weren't expecting it to be as successful as it was, but it really captured people's... I think because it was so cheap, I think it cost something like $12,000 to make. It cost <laughs> it cost $11,000. $11,000, there you go. I'll tell you in a minute how much it grossed after being made for $11,000. Um, so the premise of Paranormal Activity series was kind of playing on our primal fears, wasn't it, of those sorts of creaky noises that you hear in your house at night and that, like, is that someone walking up the stairs? You know, is that someone coming through my front door? Oh, no, it's just next door putting the wheelie bin out. You know, mm. that kind of mm. freaky, you know, what goes on in the middle of the night. And it, it was asking the question, what actually happens in your house whilst you're asleep? So it was a bit of a hair-raising, spine-tinkling prospect, which I personally bought into straight away. I was like, this film is going to be really scary. And I thought it was really scary. I was completely out so, Did you not like it at all to start with? Never. The first right. one? So or you just, you just don't buy into it. From... The second I saw the trailer for it, I checked out, and I knew I wouldn't like it. I gave it all a go, and mm. watched every, you know, I turned off one of them, mm. the, the one where they got Mex, the Mexican people. Is that because you're racist? <laughs> no, it's because that was just unbearable. Stephen Trump. <laughs> <laughs> that was too far. Build that yeah. wall. <laughs> Stop it, Steve. <laughs> I can't believe it just said that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> no, that was just too far. It was just too much. But as soon as I saw the trailer, I know one of those awful trailers that I can't bear, which is where they show you, like, cinema footage. Oh, the audience was like, reacting, like, throwing popcorn in the air and yeah. screaming. Because A, I hate people who react like that in the pictures anyway. And B, I and just... too much. <laughs> 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 I can't bear it. All comes Various type of trailers, and yeah. it's just like you know, ordinary Joe public standing outside going, Oh my god, it's the scariest thing ever! Yeah, yeah. Because every time I've been to see one of those films, I've just been so bored and disappointed by it. Right. So, as soon as I see that trailer, I don't like it. So, you didn't buy into it straight away? Did you buy into it straight away from the. Um, okay. You know, I don't mind, I don't mind this kind of film at all, so I mm. was I was happy. I, I, I bought into it, and I was yeah. fine to watch it. I haven't gotten, I've got nothing against this kind of film, so. Yeah. What about you, Martin? Completely. Yeah, you were into it? Yeah, completely. I'm, I'm a sucker for being scared, so mm. I'm actually disappointed. I was actually made up with these films because I was actually able to enjoy them and enjoy being scared. Yeah. So the first one I went to see with, um, I can't remember who I went with, was it? it wasn't Ben, because I hadn't met Ben yet. It was me and somebody, and, and my brother and his girlfriend, and at the end of it, she, she turned to me and said, was that real? Did that really happen? I was like, that's brilliant. That's, she was suckered in that much. She was also preg- heavily pregnant. Wasn't the, the first one got all ten different endings? There's loads yeah. of different endings, isn't there? Yeah. What ending did you see at the cinema? I can't remember. The one that I think I um, watched it on the internet somehow. And, um, I it think was she's the, just dragged away. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I think the one I saw was the guy gets flung towards the camera that's and knocks yeah, the camera it. over. Yeah. That was it, yeah. But there's another version where the police come in and shoot him or something as well. And there's one where she stabs him. Yeah. Um, just everyone got to make an ending yeah, just yeah. <laughs> went around the boardroom what yeah. ending do you want exactly so I, I so I was one of the people who flocked to see it straight off and the premise of that was a couple called Katie and Mika or Micah and they're having a, you know what they think might be supernatural shenanigans going on after dark so the premise is they, it's literally they just set up camcorders on a tripod in the bedroom 
and record themselves sleeping and then we sort of see what the footage is and that was it um so mm. un- unknown actors no big massive effects and stuff meant that it cost eleven thousand dollars to make as we said and it grossed $193 million. Yeah, you can... You can worldwide. You can see why I got, like, four sequels. So, inevitably, sequel came. And I like the second one. So, see, I don't. I don't like the second one. The second one's the only one that I actually kind of liked. I'm not sure what, which one's the second one. That's with the baby, isn't you it? You go with... Instead of having... Katie. Katie, you get Christy. Yeah. But you don't know that she's got anything to do with Katie at all until Katie shows up in the last, like, five seconds. And then there's the revelation. And it just, that kind of, even just, though it was made up once again afterwards, obviously, it was a nice little. It's just choice. Casey and Christy from the third film? Was yeah. It? Yeah, because yeah. then the third one then goes back yeah. to their childhood. Oh, okay. So, yeah, basically, the, the sort of, the, it gives, the second one gives the threadbare plot a bit of a hint of a mythology. Um, so, as Stephen says, you realise that protagonist in one and protagonist in two are related they've had some sort of thing in their past that we don't really know that much about do we in the second one we know that there's some sort of demon activity I think Toby gets mentioned in the second one does he? yeah I think that's where they introduce him right I should probably watch two then (laughs) yeah Um, so for me personally two I felt was just I think she kidnaps their baby in the second one the the sister from the first one kidnaps the baby in the second one or something like that so there's lots of stuff with the baby. Doesn't the baby get picked up as well in the air, like dangled in the air by an mm. invisible force and stuff? Is this the baby that's inside the in three? Is the one that she's pregnant with? Is it that baby or is this? I'm I'm totally lost now. <laughs> Who's pregnant in three? At the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The, oh, okay. That is the second exactly, film. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you meant one of the kids. No, no. And that's the two sisters. That's the selfish that, again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I think. This is part of the reason why it did strike well with people, though. I think it was aimed at that kind of date movie people, and it was young couples starting yeah. out, and then you go on for new parents, horror, protecting yeah. your children in your own home with your new baby. I think that probably struck a big chord with everyone. Well, the first sequel... I mean, has no interest in me, so... Yeah, well, the first film, as I say, my brother and his girlfriend, when she was pregnant... The second film, she's had the baby and he couldn't make it through the second one because there was a ba- there was a baby in danger, yeah. and then after that he won't watch any of them. So you yeah. could be right there. Um, so then um, they decided that they were going to change things up because I think some of the feedback they got on the second one was that it was a bit like repetitive of the first. Mm. They wanted to do something different. They brought different directors in. There was the guy who makes a guy who's that catfish. Oh yeah. Really? The directors of part three and part four as well. Sure, apparently they brought them in, and um, so Paranormal Activity three sort of changed gears. And what it does is it becomes a bit more of a prequel to the film to the first two, goes back to the eighties, bit of a podcast throwback, mm. um, and mm. it concerns um, Katie and Krista from the first films, who are adults in the first films. We see their childhood, and we see why they're sort of cursed with this thing that is haunting them in the first and the second. I really, really like this film. This is just why I recommended it. I liked the first one. didn't like the second one. I, lo- I love this one. I hate the fourth one. I like the fifth one with the, just the one that I don't. Latina characters. And I just can't bring myself to watch the most recent one, which is called The Ghost Dimension. The Ghost Dimension. Yeah. Why would anybody watch a film called that? <laughs> unless it was, yeah. unless it was on the sci-fi channel. <laughs> yeah. I read the Wikipedia for it and it was just awful, just from the description of it. And I was just like, nope, I'm not even going there. The description of it was like, they they invent a camera that can capture the ghosts. No, I don't even think it says the invent. I think these find the camera (laughs) that shows the ghosts is what the Wikipedia said. And I was just like, what? Why don't you build a franchise on what you don't see and then think, oh, I know what'll work. Let's ruin it by letting you see it. Yeah. Like this film kind of does, but you don't see anything. Well, you do. The end. It might not be ghosts, but you see it. So there's a physical evil at the end of this film. Yeah, because that's the. But that's the yeah, story. Yeah. So that's what I mean. If you're gonna be a ghost film, be a ghost film. No, but you don't see ghosts in it, do you? Yeah. You don't, yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. not saying it's a ghost, but but okay. So one of the strengths I think of Paranormal Activity Three is they they um introduce the mythology of the whole thing, don't they? So they start to explain um what has been going on in the first and the second so what what started out as a haunted house 
Podgeist type film, we realise that there's a witchcrafty, satanic cult back, you know, sort of backstory to it all with Toby the Demon. And he is in the first one as well. He's actually, you, you see and hear him in the first one because you have the, the thuds of his feet mm. in the first one. And he's the one who lashes the guy at the camera at the end of the mm-hmm. first one. And he's, it's the first one where they put the talcum powder down on the floor. And you see his hooves in the talcum powder. Um, I don't know if that's second. It's in one of, the, one of the others, isn't it? Yeah. So that's kind of there already for me. So that didn't that didn't jar that there was suddenly that. Oh, no, I just didn't like the, the witches, the idea of the witches. Oh, uh, okay. In general. Obviously, I did because I thought that changed it up and made it less repetitive than... Probably and they were awful. Terrifying. Terrifying. Setup is um, so you got uh, Katie and Christy living with their mum and stepdad. We never get an explanation of where the actual dad is, do we? Same dad for the sequel. <laughs> Just, yeah, they're still coming up with that one, obviously. <laughs> um, and the stepdad is um, Dennis, isn't it? Dennis. Dennis. Hot Dennis, as hot, far as I'm concerned. Hot Dennis. Yes, very hot Dennis. He's a wedding video guy, isn't he? Yeah. So that's quite nice that they do that because these. A reason to have a camera. Give the reasons straight away. Not just the camera, but like all the foot, all the yeah. um, equipment, all the yeah. and, and they live in a lovely sort of condo type, open plan, very fancy house, don't they, in Santa Rosa, is it? And straight away we meet the kids, Katie and Christy, and we know straight after Christy's got an imaginary friend called Toby, and you always know that if you're going to watch a horror film and there's an imaginary friend, yeah, it's not, it's not really, is it? It's yeah. not really imaginary. <laughs> yeah, something's going to happen. To be honest, I I did enjoy it, but it's not something I'd rush out to watch. The kind of like these genre films, the mainstream genre films, it's not really something that's on my radar anyway. I, mm. I wouldn't tell you to rush out and watch, watch it. Like, yeah, I think this. I've I've seen the first one and I've seen the third one. Yeah, I think this is better than the first one. Yeah. Because there's actually a bit of story development to it. Yeah. It was at one point, wasn't it, that they were coming out every year at Halloween. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Saw was doing the same, wasn't and it? Saw, yeah. So they were the two biggies, weren't they? Yeah. See, because I liked the first Saw, and then I watched I watched two, and then three, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not watching these anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched the Jigsaw film today. Oh, right. It's just as bad as what you think. Is it? Yeah. yeah it's it's more awful than that. I couldn't bring myself. See, because franchises like that, you know, someone can start off with a good idea, and it'll do well. But then once Hollywood gets hold of it and studios get hold of it, it, it tends to shit usually. Yeah. yeah. But this was a surprise for how, how much I how much I enjoyed it. It's better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. To be fair. It's better than the first one, and yeah. there's elements of it that I do like, and certain scenes I think work really well. Yeah. Um, certain things that I think maybe other people found scary, I just thought was stupid. Yeah, there was one scene that really took me out of it was uh, the kid get picked up by a hair. That totally ruined. Yeah, that was awful. That ruined. And that's where it sort of kicks it up a notch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that that it, really dragged that yeah. really dragged the film down for me. I was like, I thought, I thought the bit just before it where she bumps into him was scary. Mm. Yeah, no, that. But then it became comical when she yeah. just got mm. hoisted up by the yeah. by the that was, I was a real shame. I thought that yeah. they put that scene in. I was like, it, it didn't need that scene. It was good without yeah. that. And oh, yeah. yeah. 
I think for me, um, the reason I really like it is because I don't really love them as films, and I think it just took me by surprise mm. at the time because I saw the first one, thinking oh it's going to scare me, and it did. And what what a sort of because I, I I do often think to myself, what kind of horror film actually scares me? Mm. I find it hard because you 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 watch so many of them, so you know everything, you know all the formulas. Yeah, so I do I do often ask myself, what kind of horror film scares me? And then when we watched it the other night. I was like, "That's it. This is the this is the kind of horror film that scares me." Yeah, yeah. it's it's it creepy. That's it. It's creepy rather than jump scares. If you pull yeah. if you just pull loads of cheap jump scares in a film now, it doesn't really work because people are numb to them. Do yeah. the telegraphed miles away, and you can you know you yeah. can see them coming. But whereas this is actually creepy. Yeah, the scenes where you know they don't doesn't rely on jump scares. It just goes for like a creepy a creepy atmosphere. Yeah. and it is that thing. Although there is a, there is a false jump scare near yeah. the beginning that Martin nearly left yeah. the couch on. <laughs> where the, where the, um, no, the woman's hiding in the closet. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> a witch mask there. A witch mask. Yes. Foreshadowing. But, yes. but that works. Yes. But that works because that's what you would do. You know, if someone's scared in the house, you're yeah. like, I'm going to fucking take the piss out of him here yeah. Yeah. and scare him. So that's sense. fine. That, that makes sense for me. Yeah. So it does a good job of being creepy without relying on jump scares. Yeah. And then when you get that scene at the end with the, um, the kid getting picked up, I was just like, mm, it just mm. ruined it. Yeah. No, I agree on that, yeah. But yeah, so I think I think the element of surprise is what makes me like this film because I didn't I don't love the whole sort of genre of the found footage thing. I don't dislike it, mm. but it's just like I, like you say, it's not something I rush out to see. Mm. But after liking the first one, not liking the second one, this one was one like me. I was like, oh, I'll give it a go, and then we're like, oh no, I really really like it. It scared me, and I'm surprised. It scared you, man? It definitely did. I I really enjoyed it and. It, because I like being scared and, I'm, and I am genuinely scared watching that film, <laughs> even though I'd seen it before. And the bit where the girl gets lifted up by her hair, that did jaw with me. But I quickly got into the rest of the film mm. and I think what this film, for me, does so well, I think this is what my... what really works for me in a horror for a horror film is that really clever use of of tension and yeah. and teasing with you psychologically because sometimes when you know there's going to be you know immediately there's going to be a scare yeah but they just they just create a tension and keep you dangling mm. just that bit too long that yeah. you even though you know that there's going to be a scare you get surprised by it because you just don't know when it's going to happen mm. they just really really mm. tease it out um and the pace of it is is really really good um, I'm not bothered with it. It's a, I don't, I'm not bothered. It's a found footage film, really, or or not. It is just a. It's just a device, and it's those. It it is that sort of psychological element of it of how they play with you is that that really gets gets it for me, and it's why I I, I like um, Halloween. I'm not bothered about the the, the stabby bits. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit where you've got a faceless man just hang just you standing in. In the doorway, or in the doorway, yeah. or in between sheets on on the washing line, yeah. or just behind a bush, that absolutely kills me. Yeah, yeah. and that it's that sort of it's that sort of um, creation of terror and yeah. horror that this film does really well for me. What do we think then of the first the first, the first good creepy bit? I think is the earthquake with the dust. Yeah. See, I am just blind as a bat because I couldn't even see it. <laughs> I had to be around it. Yeah. Obviously, I couldn't forget what I was looking at. Yeah. So I just think I missed that one. Right. Which well, do you have a, but there's a little bit before, isn't there? You have that Teddy Ruckman doll that's just talking to itself and he's walking around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That didn't that didn't quite scare me, but it was just yeah. like a bit... It's a good little tease, isn't it? It is. Can we just say we, missed, we totally missed like an opportunity to be like... They were filming a sex tape and then an earthquake happens... And no one said like a line of like, "Oh, baby, you rock my world," and then the world rocked. Like that would have been. Or the moves. Yeah. yeah, that would have been funny. Yeah, been too obvious. Friendly in a comedy joke for me. Please, if you're gonna be boring, I think I. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have groaned. That would take me oh, out of this see, film altogether. <laughs> no, I agree with him. I'd have liked that because she was stoned as well, wasn't she? Yeah. It would have been a funny thing to yeah. say. Yeah. Or even after the fact. Yeah. We could have made a joke about yeah, it. Yeah, the moves. Yeah. Did the earth move? No, but the wardrobe door came open. <laughs> <laughs> I 
think it probably works that they didn't do that because if they did that it'd be obvious oh but I think it's real life uh, what I quite like about that scene does anybody else see the throwback to Poltergeist there's a whole scene in Poltergeist where the mum and dad are having a spliff in bed mm. and this just makes me think of it every, this entire film is very Poltergeist yeah it really throws back to it doesn't it also watching the, the bit with the dust was the first moment it made me think of Hereditary the mm. scene at the beginning of Hereditary with Grandma stood in the corner which is mm. like you've got to really yeah. want to see her that was like, oh, okay, there's there's another one. There's another link. I thought the kids who plays Christy is just so good. Mm. Both the kids are pretty good, to be fair. They're both good. They're both good, but the one who plays Christy could be too cutesy or too weird, and she's just somewhere in between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just think she's really natural, and the bit where they ask what Toby looks like, and she says uh, he's old like Grandma, he's tall, don't call him fat, and then she says we won't be safe. <laughs> just those little mm. things that she says. I like that he's a very um, self-conscious demon like he doesn't want to talk about his weight <laughs> <laughs> he's a little bit cavey yeah, on the sides yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need you to bring it up to him he's very temperamental don't yeah. sit on him <laughs> don't sit on him don't yeah. touch him yeah. 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 not demon it's problematic Stephen I think uh, yeah Toby's got Body intimacy issues demons. yeah um, <laughs> I had a qu- so what I wanted to ask you yeah, was as well to, to have a think about what do you think Toby looks like because I had quite a, I had quite a scary image of him in my head. It's one of those films that makes you think about what you know what I mean. Makes you use your imagination, mm. and it did make me start to think. Oh, what what does Toby look like? But he's got to fit in the cupboard. Yeah, but tall. Mm. But tall. But then again, she's small, so he could just be normal. I think everyone's hooves? tall. Yeah. Has he got hooves? Isn't that the top ones? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like Pan you know, with the goat legs and the oh yeah yeah playing his little flute. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> see, I don't see him like that at all. He's yeah. merry and fat and plays a pipe. Yeah, <laughs> I see him like an overgrown seven foot old man who's escaped from a mental institution who's got like childlike look on his face. Like a really old creepy bit like crawls uh, around. Krampus or something like a Krampus yeah but his, his arms is a bit too long and he crawls around and he, it's horrible the image I've got in my head is really horrible I would love to be able to draw him draw him yeah I don't know really it. yeah that's what I saw him I was like an old because it's when she says he's old like grandma I thought he's like an old man like a dirty old man he wants to get in the knickers dirty old pizza because oh, she sort of promised to him isn't she that's the reveal yeah She's kind of promised to him and Grandma's going to marry her off. It's really weird. God. Well, it does that that even ties into hereditary a little bit, doesn't it? Because yeah. in, okay. in hereditary, they're talking about the male the male child becomes the vessel for yeah. whatever his name is. Pie, pie Man? Pie Man? Payman. Payman. Payman from Payment. This is why he's fat. <laughs> 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 Don't say it. 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 Because um, that was the second film. That's uh, go back and watch part two now. Uh, that's what. Yeah. That was like the opening of what. Oh, then the second film would have answered what you're talking about. Yeah. And the kid gets stolen at the end of that. The boy. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, as I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, I know that we call found footage a sort of annoying sort of fad in horror now, but I think, I think watching it now is sort of refreshing because. Especially, and I'm going to keep going back to Hereditary, so I apologise in advance, because I watched it again last night, the uh, night before last, on Blu-ray. And, because um, I wanted to watch it again, and I wanted to think, you know, maybe I'll like it more if I watch it again. And I did. I really liked it. I think it's great. Yeah. Love it. Um, but, what annoys me in that film is still the same, and it's all of the exposition, it's all of the sort of constant talking about stuff, and the really sort of signposty looking through photo albums mm. and all this, that's all crammed into like little scenes here and there. Whereas this film, it drips it throughout the film and they tell you that Grandma's a witch with a cult mm. and they're going to get the kid pregnant eventually to bring Toby into the world through like drips. There's like, yeah. there's, it's, all, it's all done through vi- mainly visuals. Mm. Yeah. I, ne- I never thought I'd say it, but I think this film does a better job of 
giving you the information on Hereditary Trials. That, yeah. f- considering that's like this big indie, you know, this big indie hit that everyone's raving about, yeah, I think this, a mainstream film, does, does a better job. It, it gives you enough, even this part as well, I don't know if you spotted it, when there were the kids painting mm. around the painting, there's little occult symbols painted yeah. around, but they don't, they don't know one references it in the mm. film, yeah. but you just see it in the background. And I think one of the tops, she's wearing a top, it's like a purple top, and it's yeah. got the little symbols on it as well. In this film? In the, in, oh, in, in, I never noticed. Yeah. I think it was the older girl, is that... Uh, yeah, Casey. Casey. I think Casey's wearing like a purple top, and it's got like all these little occult symbols oh, wow. on the top yeah. that were painters around the painting. Yeah. And I think you see some of them inside the cupboard, don't you? So yeah. it, there's, lot, there's little bits where it gives you the information, where there's hereditary, as you say, it just... Is a big exposition dump for five minutes yeah. of telling you the backstory. She sits and talks in yeah. that support group and tells you everything. Yeah. Everything that you need to know about, about grandma's creepy past. Yeah. Yeah, because the mum in this one does the whole, gives you the entire plot of wanting a boy to pass on the demon by one throwaway line when she's mm-hmm. complaining about the husband. She just says that, oh, you've always wanted a big family. You told me you wanted a son. You've always wanted a son. Yeah. That's all that's mentioned about needing the son to pass on. Yeah, again, that's like the telegraphing at the end of the film. Yeah, because yeah, she's talking. She's talking to mum, isn't she? About she doesn't want any more kids, and, yeah. and, and then she's saying, "Oh, what about Dennis? Doesn't he want kids?" Yeah, it's like, "Oh, didn't you always want a boy?" And so, yeah, it's that scene, it's isn't very, it? Very, very throwaway. Yeah, and it's, it's something you raised when we watched it. Is would this film be made now in the in the context of people being on phones and when they're in the cinema? Because it's those little details which doesn't spoon feed you. It doesn't say, no, no. watch this now because this is the scare. Yeah. Watch this now because this is really important detail. You have to pay attention and there's bits like the figure with the dust from the ceiling or mm. whatever that that are easily missed but you really, part of the beauty of the film, if this film, it has, you have to, yeah. you have to really focus your attention yeah. on it. You have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So confession time on this one. There you go. <laughs> I think, in all fairness, part of my problems with these films is that I have never seen one in the cinema, and the cinema is the one time where I will definitely my friend will be away, uh, and I will yeah. watch something. Yeah. And because they drag out scenes for so long, I think half the time I end up pausing and getting my phone off right. or doing it, and I break the tension myself. So it's not the film's fault, Stephen. It's your fault. No, I get bored. I did. This one's less bad, but like the first one, I watched that same scene of them sleeping on a bed about 15 times on yeah. that film, 20 times, and I just, I don't need to, mm. I don't need to see the same thing, and nothing happened so you're for wrong 20 minutes. It's your fault the films are shit now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is the fun one, because they kept me attention a bit better. But, that's but what I think did, I ruined the tension on myself, because yeah. I ended up snapping onto it. Yeah. And I think if I saw it in the pictures, maybe it'd have a different reaction. Yeah. But, but not not in the pictures now. You couldn't watch it in the cinema now like that because people all around you would just yeah. get their phones out. Yeah. Whereas, whereas as recently as, this is 2011, I think, yeah. it wouldn't have happened. It's only yeah. been like the last six or seven years that it's become more and more um, acceptable to get your phones out. I mean, you go to the Odeon now and they have adverts on, they have adverts before the film for an app on your phone. So they have an advert that encourages you to get your phone out in the cinema. Yeah. And then they go, finish your conversations, put your phone away. That <laughs> fucking patch driver. Yeah, yes, you two in the middle, yeah. I see you. Oh, that knobhead. Um, even though they've just told you to get your phone out. Because mm-hmm. everybody is trying to sell you something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really depressing. Whereas back then, even though it's only 2011, it wasn't as widespread. So even though... I think found footage is kind of looked down upon now, mainly because it's been done so much. Yeah. Even though it's looked down upon now, at least it made you pay attention to the to what was on the screen. But people don't want to pay attention to films anymore, do they? Mm. They just want cheap jump scares and get the phone out. <laughs> uh, has anybody seen the non apart from me? Yeah, sorry. What did you think? I liked it. Yeah, oh good. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. It's like trash, but it's fun. Yeah. It's fun trash. Yeah. Oh, we'll do a proper review of that, but I just wanted to ask just because we were talking about horror films now. Noisy horror. That's like the noisiest horror film in the world. Yeah. Is that to just to keep people's attention? Yeah. Just distract people from the phones? Yeah. By, I, being, by, by, by being loud? I read somewhere that James Wan, I've talked about this before, um, James Wan said that he, he um, people now who are making horror films for Blumhouse and stuff, 
they are told to write something in there to keep the noise up yeah. to cover the fact that people are on the phone and I just think that is the most depressing mm. state of affairs I love talking about the silence of it one of my favourite things one of the scariest things about these films for me is that hum mm. that, that comes at night mm. the hum the, the sort of mm. vibration it's the turn of the fan is it they, have, they set up like a fan thing downstairs doesn't it? yeah just, is it some of the better scenes actually are from that aren't they yeah sets up a fan with a camera on it to pat, so you can see the whole of the living room downstairs yeah. but he only sees it in little sections yeah so you'll see something on one side as it's looking left yeah and then it'll move to the right and when you go back it's gone again yeah you're waiting for it to pan back on yeah. to see if it's still there or nothing true. happens or not. that create, and that yeah. is that's so suspenseful because yeah. you're thinking fuck 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 something's yeah. gonna happen something's yeah. gonna happen yeah <laughs> I think it's a really good too yeah. like the actual camera is really good but I feel like a lot of it they went with the obvious kind of jumps with it and I think they missed some of it for me like the bit I think what I think would have been scary is that you spend your entire time following the camera so you're always looking to the right of the screen trying to see what's going to come in yeah. from that side have something come in from the other side or there's the black bit in the middle, which is like the, the fireplace yeah, the, with the um, the rocking horse. Yeah. Now, while we're panning and we're looking over there, why didn't something like the rocking horse come out? Mm-hmm. That would have been much more scary because mm-hmm. it would have caught me off guard from, I'm going to look to the right because yeah. I think something's going to come from the right and then something came from the right. Yeah. That's yeah. too obvious. I think at the time when it came out, the oscillating camera was like the thing, wasn't it? Everyone was that like, was the gimmick. That's, the, that's like the genius mm-hmm. bit of this film. And it is, it, it is dead effective. It is dead effective. I love the bits where you see um, <laughs> Martin has drawn a, a, sheet, a sheet ghost. And it's a beautiful thing. Oh, it's panning towards me. <laughs> um, Not if you can see then. No, but or I'll enjoy a, I will put a photograph up of it and you still won't enjoy it. Um, <laughs> I uh, I loved the bit where Kate, where Christie's playing hide and seems to be playing hide and seek with Toby, where she's like running around the house, mm. jumping up and down, and it did take me back to when I was a child, and um, I don't remember this, but I used to do this with my dead man, apparently. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it when she gets caught being up by a like or oh, the sister or whatever, and she just sort of stops what she's doing and goes. Nothing. Yeah, she does it so well because she she is such a great natural actress. She does it in a really realistic way. That yeah. way that you just sort of suddenly, oh no, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. just talk. Yeah, and expect somebody to believe it. Yeah, I love the way she says. I mean, it's it is like an old trope, but when she says to her mum that Toby standing right next to her, oh, that's oh. creepy. Yeah, that is a creepy line. Yeah. That, the bit where they, they posed the question to myself, what does Toby look like? It was the bit where they're having the, t- the little tea party. Yeah. Which is really cute in that scene, I think. And so is Dennis as well. That's what I mean. Mm. I love that Dennis, like, he, the, the attention to detail, like, throughout it, he keeps drinking the drink while he's talking to him. He keeps pretending to drink from the little teacup. I think he's adorable in that scene. He's so lovely, isn't he? Ben did keep saying in the most adorable scenes, Ben kept, kept saying, just have a wank in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Not with the kids in the same scene, like no, 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 no. Um, shades of Victor Salva there. Yeah, I, I about just to say about what Christy saying. If I tell the secrets, I'll be in big trouble. Yeah. That has a whole different meaning now. Oh dear, this is the light episode, guys. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Keep it fun. Keep it fun. Keep it fun. Um, I love um. I lo- so when the babysitter comes round, oh, I love that outfit and the whole like I've ju- I've just put I'm living Felisa's high pony and purple rara. Mm. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> amazing. Did you forget that it's set in the eighties until she arrives? It's, yeah. It could be any of time, really. Couldn't yeah. It? yeah, it's only that rara scare that actually. I think the mum has something a little bit eighties at the start with the birthday party, but other than that, yeah. it, it could be anywhere really. Yeah, yeah, it could. I thought it was a shame that she never brought a boyfriend over and like like. Blew them off it and yeah. stuff and all that. Mm. She, you know, is that not what all babysitters do? Yeah, I think so. She's a bit of a goody goody. Although I did say didn't I? I don't know whether I was projecting onto Lisa, but you know the bit where the oscillating camera comes around and she goes boo, and then she says something like, you know, hi Dennis. I thought she looks like the type of girl who wants Dennis. Yeah, she wanted to get wifey out the way and have a go on Dennis. Yeah, 
Because you, you want to go just projected, yeah. 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 Same. yeah. I just I, I just judge everyone by my own standards. Um so that brings us to the ghost under the sheet. Which I remember watching that in the cinema and everybody was like gasped when they saw that. They were really freaked out by it. Martin gasped. Mm. Actually videoed that and if it's still on my phone I might release the video. <laughs> <laughs> It's good because you think, oh, it's the kids. You think it's one of the kids with the sheet on, isn't it? Messing around, trying to scare the. Because don't you see them playing with the sheet beforehand or something? Yeah. They are doing. Oh, How do you do? And then it's a tear, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, isn't it Lisa who comes out and she's like, ooh? Yeah. Like, yeah. To be a just so you think it's going to be one of the yeah. kids, and then you obviously get this hot looking fan, and then you see moving closer, then when the fan moves back, it's gone. Yeah. And then she's stood right behind the baby sister. Yeah. 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 I didn't think it was scary, but I thought it was fun. You didn't think it was scary? No. Not when it's on your phone the... at the time, Stephen. No, I just you didn't must think Did you not scary. see it in the corner, just stand on there really far away? You've not been paying attention, Stephen. I'm very I disappointed. Think, I think a lot of these scares came across as funny. There was one later on that I literally burst out laughing for about 10 minutes. And I loved it. it I think that's movie. the problem, I think, that people have in films like this. It's the... It's not about the obvious scares. You've got to watch it and take in the like the the atmosphere and the tension of it. You can't just think, "Oh, here's a scare coming up. I'll watch this bit." It's not that. Yeah, kind, it's not yeah. that kind of film, is it? Yeah. And I think that's why I did lose some of it. But I just, I just found them. They're so not trying hard enough. <laughs> Do better. Do better. Um, so the bit with the ghost on the sheet, Martin's face, I really love that bit. Um, so we watched the director's cut. Did you have you seen the bit where um, Christie is walking along the ledge and then jumps off? No. So this Blu-ray that I got was the American one, and it's got the director's cut. And um, there's a whole extra scene where she's playing with Toby after the sheet bit, um, and Christie's walking along the ledge of their bedroom. You know, because it looks over yeah, the like living room. Yeah, and she stands right on the edge, and then she says, "You say to Toby, you know, are you sure it's really far down? Do you promise?" And then she jumps, mm. and Toby obviously catches her. There's no thud, and she comes running up the stairs, giggling, um, and it's like really freaky. Mm. But it also doesn't make any sense because they just didn't pick it up for the mm. rest of the film. Mm. So, I but think, but they watch video footage from that night. Yeah. If they'd seen the child jump off the ledge, then there would have been like a much more dramatic response. But yeah. they, they just cut it out. But they decided to put that back in into the director's cut rather than have it as a deleted scene. It wouldn't I suppose, yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. Would they'd have looked at the videotape and then just oh yeah, there's nothing unusual there, let's just carry on. Yeah. Even the sheets, even the sheet though dropping, that's kind of unusual. That is very unusual. <laughs> to say the least. He doesn't react enough. Yeah. But like I think the other character is like what's his friend called? Randy, is it? Randy. Randy. And he goes, Oh, you've got to keep filming this, you've got to keep filming yeah. this and I was like, Yeah, because there's still another twenty minutes to go and you've got to make a feature length film. Yeah. That was like the only reason why you wouldn't have got the fuck out of this place yeah. already. Yeah. Yeah. Well they wouldn't I don't know if they would have left, but they would have definitely Well If you saw this... that ghost sheet in your house drop would you still be here now? Well, if I'm in a horror movie, now what I would do is that's where I would get the medium to come around. Yeah, and that's what doesn't happen, which I thought was a bit missing. They should have had a medium. Get Derek Acora then. Derek Acora. <laughs> um, so then we have the hereditary style. Maybe looks dick. <laughs> um, I was going to say, does Derek Acora appear in Paranormal Activity 6 in that ghost machine? Yeah, that kind of thing. Saying yeah. Mary loves Dick. <laughs> in a bed field. <laughs> Nobody loves that. <laughs> um, then we have the hereditary style symbol on the wall, don't we, inside the, in, in the crawl space in the kids' bedroom, mm-hmm. which is freaky. And then. Which um, is poltergeisty as well. Poltergeist, is there a. Just because I feel like the cupboard in the corner where the ghost entity is coming from, it just reminds me of Poltergeist. Yeah, with the to- all the toys inside and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Totally. The whole Bloody Mary section, did we enjoy yeah. Bloody this Mary? Yeah, that's yeah. good. Bloody Mary. We did say we wouldn't play it, didn't we? We did. Maybe we should do it live on the podcast and in my Diana Ross mirror. Yeah. It's Diana Ross going to play it if we said. <laughs> <laughs> She's going, stop! <laughs> Dirty Diana. Dirty Diana. <laughs> um, no, I still found the creepy voice. I know, thank you. Which? I don't like. 
I think this works because it's a good little urban myth that still I just think is creepy anyway. Well, so do. Yeah. And it just no. There's just been a suspicious thought. <laughs> um so yeah, um they talk about Bloody Mary and what happens is uh, Chris does not feel unwell, is she? Because obviously Toby is making her ill. Isn't it she turns her back on Toby, doesn't she? She says she's not going to talk to him anymore. Yeah. She gets annoyed with him, doesn't she? She yeah. says, I'm not speaking to you, and walks off and gets into bed. And then suddenly she's got like a fever. She's not feeling mm. very well. So um, Dennis and the mum take her out to the hospital. And then, um, what's her face? Katie is left at home with Dennis's mate, Randy. <laughs> and she decides that it's a really good idea to play Bloody Mary. He's most in irresponsible babysitter Yeah, he's totally like an idiot, isn't he? Um, I like Randy, though. He's a big dope. If it's you wouldn't, yeah. You wouldn't expect Bloody Mary to actually work, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, but you still wouldn't do it to give the kid nightmares, would you? Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, if it was me, I probably would have grabbed the kids. I'm going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe I can't say anything either. Touching kids in the dark, <laughs> And here we are back again. <laughs> oh God. Um. <laughs> Sorry, Dennis. Not my idea. I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> she's saying, Mary, three times, mm-hmm. and then you wait a little bit, and then you turn the lights back on, and then you're supposed to see her body, and then she's going to try to kill you. Try and kill you. Good game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you want to play this. One of us is going to be dead by the end of it, because it's a one-time game. Okay, let's do it. Bloody say Bloody Mary three times in the mirror and wait for Bloody Mary to appear but she doesn't but something yeah, happens yeah Randy turns it? the light on doesn't it too yeah. soon and so she, she starts complaining and saying oh we didn't do it long enough yeah try again yeah they try again they leave the lights off and then Randy there's like a sudden like shock isn't there and then Randy has a big nail scratch right down the side of his body which is really freaky see that's what we're I'll, that it gives you enough it's, it's creepy but it's subtle it doesn't go over the top yeah. that's where this film works in the little those little bits like that yeah because you only get to see the, well you know he something's lift, happened but it's because he, just he lift, doesn't there's yeah. no gushing blood no. there's no there's no really overt scream yeah. from him from in some ways no. you, you get most of the detail from him lifting up his shirt yeah. don't you, you, you just see a little scratch oh, I see a scratch yeah, yeah. And then um, there's like the, the so Toby basically starts to go mad and trash the place doesn't he mm. outside so he's like trying to get into the bathroom door mm. uh, he's trashing the bedroom 
and you can see like a black shadow flying past whenever they mm. open the door which is really I thought was really creepy um, it looks like it's an earthquake at first but then you realise yeah. that it's not is it it's, yeah. it's actually Toby yeah I don't know if I've missed my favourite bit which actually made me laugh which is when um, the girl tries to run downstairs after one of the scares something happens and she um, Katie tries to run downstairs and as she does she gets thrown to the left and it just looks like she falls like a sack of shit <laughs> oh, on the floor and I cried laughing for 10 minutes I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen because she just drops to the fucking floor oh. <laughs> and, and then does she gold. and then does she try and crawl t- towards the bed and then gets dragged, dragged back, back yeah. yeah I love the bit where she's asleep in bed as well and you see that you see Toby under the covers yeah. slowly crawling mm. up towards yeah. her face I thought that was really creepy I like the bit where the kids get up and just stands in the doorway but the film fast forwards so she's yeah. just stood in the doorway for two hours just yeah. tired mm-hmm. it's really and then just goes back to bed yeah that's good yeah my nephew does that sometimes it's always comforting uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, so then he attacks so, so it all goes to ape shit doesn't it really um, he, he attacks um, he picks Katie up by the hair which uh, that's I think it's these last 20 minutes where the film where, well that aspect that scene especially did it takes me out of it. It, it. it took me out of it for, for that moment, yeah. particularly because the effect it's, of the hair is really obviously an effect. Yeah, yeah. It's not hair hair. No. Yeah. And then, um, so Toby's basically bullying Katie, and he's doing all kinds of stuff to Katie, so in the end, Christy says, Toby, stop, I'll do it. Hmm. So we're thinking, oh God, what has she told Toby that she'll do? So Julie uh, keeps sort of refusing, doesn't she, to go to Grandma's house, um, even though Christy's like, I want to go to Grandma's house. And then Toby decides to take things up a notch, so the really uh, cool scene, I think, is where they, where they put all of the, oh, well, the, the furniture. kitchen furniture on the ceiling. Which, yeah. yeah. It took me... Like, I didn't realise what was missing from the scene until it all came crashing down, yeah. which is effective. Yeah, totally. I know, I watched it a few times and things do just appear. Yeah. Like, the stuff underneath your cupboards, like the bread bin and them, just yeah. somehow dropped from the ceiling, but they're going back underneath the bread bin, which makes no sense. Just nitpicking. Is it done in reverse, then? It must be. I don't know how they've done it. Or they just added it in digitally. Oh, maybe, yeah. So, so she's like, I'm not going to grandma's house, I'm not going to grandma's house. So Toby's like, right, I'll just trash the place. <laughs> so all the furniture's wrecked. So she's like, okay, we're going to we're going to grandma's house. So they go and see Lois, the grandma, and she lives like out in the middle of nowhere in like a big sort of cottagey type mm. house, lots of lots of land. Um and um essentially grandma runs the local witch's coven mm. and they want a vessel to bring Toby into physical life something yeah that's what they need the, the male son for yeah. the male child they need a baby boy um, which they haven't got because Julie won't have another baby so they decide that they're going to betroth Christy to Toby <laughs> and she's got like, a little wedding dress for yeah. her mm. and I'm going to marry Toby and all this and it's all very weird and then it all goes from there really so Dennis basically realises doesn't he what's going on you know something really bad's going on he's surrounded by witches he's being chased through the house by them and um, he gets snapped in half <laughs> yeah by, by Toby for me I think I was just ready for that to happen with these films because the first one was alright well, for what it was the second one was repetitive so I think it did need if it was going to carry it on it did need to step it up a notch mm. and add a mythology to it and, and add a story to it um, and I, I, I always do like anything satanic and witchy and ritually and stuff so it worked for me personally. I I, I like the whole addition of the witches and stuff. They they um what made them scary for me is they don't react when he discovers them in mm. the room. Mm. They look but their expression hasn't changed. Mm. Their expression doesn't change and it doesn't change all the way of him running back into the house and then coming out of the room and walking up that little veranda mm. bit and it's that freaks me out. Well the, I'd rather they yeah. react mm. than just walk and the extra facial expression indeterminate facial expression not change well it's like they feel like they don't have to react because they know he's not getting away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah. they're just like well you know you tie yourself out by all means you're not going anywhere and then they walk across that little brandy bit and then they walk back as they come I think that just little area it is quite a creepy little shot mm. anyway and I think it's that's effective yeah it's it's not that I don't want witches but I just kind of I don't know sometimes I just hate like when we talk about Jeepers Creepers, I hate when a film starts off as one thing and then it just 
completely changes itself mm. and sometimes I think it ruins yeah. some of the groundwork that you put in. And I also think this is part three as well. I feel like they've done the same thing twice so they like, need to say, change it or yeah, die. If you're gonna do a, if you're gonna do another sequel at least put your own um put your own stamp on it. And I mm. think that's what mm. they did. And me. I think you could you could argue with this film is that they've what they've done is they've given you two films of ghost stories. And actually, they've just duped you. Because <laughs> it actually wasn't a ghost story at all. It's actually about satanic. It's actually about satanic possession. Yeah. You still think it's a ghost story, mm-hmm. but actually, yeah. the grand reveal is you've not been seeing a ghost at all. Yeah. yeah. I think even even just oh, watching yeah. just watching this film in isolation, I think it would probably work as well because it starts out as one thing, but by the mm. end of it, you do get the reveal. Yeah. So just, you could watch it just by itself, and it's still a, a decent decent watch. I totally. think. Yeah. I have to say, there is only one crap jump scare in this film, and I think it's the very end. With, but you can see it coming miles away. With Dennis is going up to Katie, and then she turned around. Oh, and she's yeah, got the, yeah, she's yeah. Got the big oh, obvious. That's awful. But yeah. that's just not neat. That's not neat. Yeah. That's like every, all the other films did that as well. Isn't the the mum floating at the top of the stairs, by the way, was so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. She's floating, but then when she flies on him, I just, no. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. into that. I wasn't but mad when, at that because I felt like that was Toby like lashing it at him. She was using him like, that's, like well, that's very similar to the registry, isn't it? As well with the mum floating. Mm-hmm. That's yes. the end of the film. Do you think he's seen Paranormal um, Activity three and then gone? Can um, you know? He must have. I mean, I can pretend she's up a bit. He would, he would never admit <laughs> to it because he didn't admit to it seeing many horror films because he seemed to feel like he was above them when yeah. he was yeah. in the registry. But. If he hasn't seen it, I mean, you know, the demonic possession thing, um, not demonic possession, yeah, demonic possession and witchcraft and, you know... Um, it's need, nothing new. It's nothing new, it's, but it's all been it, done. But for a film with essentially the same plot to come out, you know, seven, eight mm. years later, with basically the same plot but just in a different format, Yeah, it's suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Maybe even if he hasn't seen it, somebody else on the team probably hasn't. Yeah. Stared in that direction. There you have it. So that's our first of our sequel specials. Um, good things do come in threes, I believe, um, and Paranormal Activity is one of them. Like Jonathan was saying before, you can actually watch this like without all of the others, so you can't be bothered watching any of the Paranormal Activities, but you, you're intrigued by what we've said. Just go and watch it on its own. Um, but I do recommend. The first one's quite good, and I did actually like the marked ones, which was like the spin-off part five. Um, is that where they tried to capture the uh, the Latin Latin audience? Yeah, they yeah. like specifically went after the Latin yeah. audience. Because yeah. some focus groups said lots of Latino people liked the paranormal series. Yeah. It's just quite religious, aren't these? But yeah, it's generally, just ghosts, isn't it? Generally, generally yeah. still quite religious. Yeah, but I, yeah, I did I did actually like that film. No, I But I haven't watched it again. Film. I'd like to watch it again and see what I think. Also, if you've seen Veronica on Netflix, that's that is the same as the marked ones in a, in a, in many ways. Lots of there's lots lots of young characters. Mm. They've even got that same thing. What's that machine called? With with the with, which lights up in the different panels. Oh, it's like Simon, it's, is it? It's, it's, yeah, Simon says. Simon says. Yeah, that's in panel. Oh my god! Ones. All these indie films ripping off these mainstream <laughs> mainstream <laughs> <laughs> films. Yeah. It's usually the other way around. Yeah, I think there's better from Prodigy than Paranormal Activity, even the crap that came after. What would you think. what what would you say is the is good found footage? What should we go away and watch? I don't know what any of them are called because they're all just fodder that I watch on Netflix. VHS 2? Yeah, VHS oh, yeah. 2 is really good. I want to um, see that there, the Poughkeepsie tapes. That's meant to be good. I've never watched that. I want to see that, yeah. Yeah. There's a really bad film that I enjoy called The Bay. Which is oh, really I've seen bad. that, yeah. It's about the parasitic... Parasitic yeah. things, but I just like a kind of a weird creature feature Yeah, kind no, of thing. that's not bad. And there's something about that. Yeah. That plays into my tastes. Is the ruins found footage? I don't think so. Do, um, Wreck is a brilliant film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wreck. Wreck's yeah. pretty good. The Sacraments, have you seen that? Sacraments. Yeah, maybe talk about that. That got very mixed reviews, but I really like that. That's about a cult, like a death cult. Mm. There was one I watched recently, um, I think it was on Amazon, called Frozen Ground. Oh, yeah. And it's these uh, people go looking. I think some scientists go missing on like the in the Alps, Swiss Alps, um, and then they, they they go out to find them. They find their friends, and they get attacked by um, Bigfoots, Bigfoot monsters. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, that's found footage as well. Yeah, they actually even see the artwork for it. They've done like a really cool eighty style. A box art for the DVD. Frozen Ground. Frozen Ground, yeah. I think everyone moaned about Frozen Ground and said it was too much. And yeah, a lot of things did come out 
because it was so cheap. But th- there are things out there mm-hmm. that are actually good. Totally. And if it's yeah. a cheap way of making the film, then at least we get the film. Exactly. So there you go. Let us know what you think of the Paranormal Activity films, especially part three. And any fan footage gems you think we should cover, that's always interesting to hear. Not that we'll listen to you. Um, <laughs> what do, they, do they think the comparisons to Hereditary of Violence as well? Exactly, yeah. What do you think of that? I know I've spoken to a couple of other people who think the same. Um, George Henry Lee's in Liverpool, which is an old abandoned department store, uh, Empty Spaces Cinema are going to be screening Camp Classic Theatre of Blood. And we are going to be doing our first ever live podcast after it. Um, that will be me, Martin and Jonathan because Stephen is off to a christening where he intends to make the holy water boil. Mm-hmm. Um, but come along and see us. We would love to see you there. Um, you can you can uh, ask us questions. We're doing a meet and greet as well. You pay £400 if you have your photograph taken with either one of us. But if you want all three of us, that's going to be £900. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And Martin will wank you off for 50 quid, but you have to pay him. Um, <laughs> but you have to pay to meet him as well. So, it's, yeah. so, so it's, it's 450. 450. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's George Henry Lee's. It's, um, it's in the Liverpool City Centre. Give it a Google. Also, just check out Empty Spaces Cinema on Twitter. That's at Empty Spaces Cinema. They do some really cool stuff and they're giving us a great um, platform to do our first live podcast which is really exciting and terrifying so come to that that's going to be on the fourth Sunday the 14th of October at 2pm tickets at a fiver or concessions are four pounds do we get in free if we're or do we have to pay as well we have to pay the uh, meet and greet fee to oh. actually get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to meet each other <laughs> you'll have to pay for, for actually sitting with me tonight okay. <laughs> um, but you can just pay me in chocolate okay so thank you very much and we will um, be scaring you again in a fortnight. <laughs>